With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenet Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening again today with another Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. How I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day to gather by the radio and study His precious Word. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll get your Bible and follow along with us as we open the Word of God together today. We're studying in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 8 on scriptural giving. And we're down to that section now of giving to missions by faith, God's plan of giving to missions. Uh, just a word of review, and let me remind you that I do have all of these notes in print. If you'd like a copy of my book on missions, 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 uh, then if you'd simply write to us at the address given at the close of the broadcast and send us a love offering of $10, we'll be glad to send you a copy of our book and the proceeds will go right into the work of the radio. Then you can follow along with us as we study from the Word of God day after day. But in Second Corinthians chapter number 8, we're looking at the examples of the churches of Macedonia. We have already studied about the tithe. We've already studied the free will offering and we're looking at the mission offering. We learn from 1 Corinthians chapter number 16 that God's plan, God's order of giving to missions was fourfold. Number one, it was to be on a systematic basis. Number two, it was to include everyone. Number three, it is to be given according as God has prospered us. And then number four, it's to be given to that local church and distributed by the authority of that local church. When we come to 2 Corinthians, Paul writes to these Corinthian believers about the churches of Macedonia. In verse number 1 of chapter 8, the Bible said, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. What I said to you on yesterday and the day before, in verse number 1 through verse number 5, of the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter number 8, you have the examples of the churches of Macedonia. And we saw that those churches, the church at Philippi, the church at Thessalonica, and the church at Berea, these churches, right in the midst of the famine, are still given a mission. They're still paying their bills, and revival has broke out in those churches. The church at Corinth, as they enter into the same famine, they drop their missionary giving, and their church has dried up, and they're questioning Paul, what's the difference? What's going on? Why is it that we cannot pay our bills, we cannot support our missionaries, and we're not seeing anything happen for God, when just over in the next province, there the churches are experiencing the blessings of God and revival. And so Paul said, I'm glad you asked. I want to give you the example. Look at it. See what they're doing. And then let God teach you a lesson in this manner. What Paul literally said in verse number one is, he said, I want you to whip the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. 
Learn a lesson from it. Let it show you what God's doing and how God is doing it. So we saw, first of all, that the saints of God at Macedonia gave out of their poverty. The Bible said in verse number two, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. So they gave out of their poverty. They did not stop giving to missions just because they were in difficult financial times. And then number two, in verse number three, we saw that they were willing to give beyond their power. The Bible said in verse number three, for to their power, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. And Paul said here that the saints at Macedonia were not only willing to give what they could, they were willing to give more than they could give. And as I looked at that on yesterday, I pointed out to you how the faith promised giving is not you giving, but it's God giving through you. And we learned on yesterday that the Lord will give through us what he will not give to us. God will put in our hands to finance world missions, what he will not put into our hands, to put into our bank account. And I gave you the situation yesterday. Here's the world. And God loves it. He loves it enough that he gave his son to die for it. Now, we believe that. We have no problem with that. But if we can believe that, why then would the God that would give his son to die for the world, when he owns all the riches of the world, why would he not supply the need for somebody to go tell that world that God loves them and Christ died for them? I submit to you that the same God who gave his son will also send the money in to finance a worldwide mission program when people learn to let him give through them as they give by faith. You see, the only way you can give more than you can give is when you give by faith. Now, somebody said, well, preacher, how will God supply that extra money for me to give to missions? Well, he's God. He can do it any way he wants to. But let me mention three areas that I personally have saw the Lord supplied in First of all, God can supply that extra money for missions with an increase of wages. It's not unusual at all for me to hear the story from people who have made a faith promise commitment and gone to their job and find out their employer is giving them a raise in their income. I remember several years ago, I was in the state of Arkansas preaching, and I preached on faith promise giving. A young couple went home, had devotions with their children, put them in bed, and then his husband and wife sat down and started discussing the matter of faith promise giving. One of them said to the other, have you been praying about our faith promise? Yes, have you? Yes. Well, has the Lord laid anything upon your heart that he wants us to do? Yes. Has you laid anything upon your heart? Yes. They correspond back and forth in this manner. And then to make it real legitimate, they took a pencil and a piece of paper, turned their back to each other, and wrote down what each of them had on their heart that they felt like the Lord had spoke to them about giving to missions. When they turned around and compared their notes, each of them had written down $20 a week. They were going to give together as a husband and wife $20 a week 
to missions. Just a young couple with two small children, just common people. As they went to work the next morning, his boss man called him into the office, said to him, I've been observing your work. I've been observing your attitude toward your work and toward the fellow employees. And when you get your paycheck today, you'll discover I've given you a 50 cent an hour raise beginning on today's paycheck. 50 cents an hour, that's $20 a week. You say, boy, that's a coincidence. Well, it depends on whether you're saved or not. You see, sinners believe in coincidence. Christians believe in providence. Sinners believe in good luck. But Christians believe in a good Lord. And so God supplied the need for that couple to start giving that by faith as it made the commitment. God supplied it through an increase of wages. And I hear that story over and over again. Sometimes God will supply that need by a savings of some money. You see, God is able to keep the refrigerator working, the washing machine, the appliances around the house working. God is able to keep the automobile running right. God is even able to keep their children well. You say, preacher, what are you saying? Well, if God keeps the appliances running, then he saves us the repair bill. If God keeps the automobile running, he saves us the repair bill. If God keeps the children well, then he saves us that trip to the doctor's office and to the drugstore. So God saves us money. I remember some years ago when I was still pastoring, we had an older couple who came and joined our church, and they were there when missions conference came. They were older. They lived on fixed income. He came to me when it was over with. And he said, Preacher, you better help me pray. And I said, What have you done now, dear brother? And he said, I promised $10 a month. And it's by faith because we live on fixed income. Now listen to me carefully. I sympathize with those older saints who are not able to work and who live on limited income. But I want to tell you today, your income is not fixed when it comes to faith. God is able to meet your need just as well as he's able to meet the need of those who are younger than you are. But I said to our brother, what I say to people across the country, if the Lord told you to do it, he will provide. He said he did. I said he will. Well, about 10 days later, he came in on a Wednesday night and he said to me, preacher, you remember what I told you about that faith promise commitment to missions? And I said, yes, sir. He said, do you remember that German shepherd dog that we had? And I said, yes, I do. And he said, I stepped out my back door yesterday and my dog was laying there dead. I hated to lose my dog. I called the people. They hauled it off. And I was sitting there just kind of grieving over losing my dog. And then I remembered my wife was spending $2 and a half a week on dog food. And so through that dog dying, God provided our faith promise missions offering. Uh, now listen to me, man. That's enough to make a lot of people mad. I don't put jinx on dogs and I don't hope your dog dies. But I'm just simply saying God provided the savings through that. And when I stand at the judgment seat of Christ, when you stand at the judgment seat of Christ, I'm sure we would feel much better facing the Lord with our money invested in missions than we would in something else. Now listen to me. I'm glad we live in a country where we can have our pets, we can have our animals, we can have our hobbies, but I'd hate to stand at the judgment seat of Christ having spent more money 
every year on animal food, on my hunting trips, my fishing trips, my camping outfits, and my camping trips that I'd given to missions. But God saved that family, their missions money, in that manner. God can do it for you. You remember the children of Israel? They gave their shoemaking material, which was badger skin, to the Lord for an offering to build the tabernacle. You know what God did? God turned around and touched the shoes on their feet and enabled them to wear the same shoes for 40 years. I'm sure you would say, preacher, I wouldn't want to wear these same shoes for 40 years, and I probably would say the same thing. But I want to say to you, God saved them their shoes and let them wear them for 40 years. You're talking about a miracle. That's a miracle. But a greater miracle, those children grew up. Their feet grew. As the feet grew, the shoes had to grow with them. And so you see, God is able not only to provide that money by an increase of wages, but God is able to provide that money through saving money. What I'm saying to you is God will enable us to give beyond ourselves when we get willing to give by faith. Father, take the word, use it to your glory, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust you enjoyed the broadcast today. Let me remind you that November is our anniversary month, and it's also letter month. Each year in November, we encourage our listeners to write to us and let us know if the broadcast is a blessing and then buy the letters that we receive during the month of November. We make our plans for the coming year on the station that you listen to. So I want to encourage you today, if the broadcast is a blessing to you, you'd love to see it continue on this station. Be sure and pray for the radio ministry, and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of the radio work. Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179, Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179, Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. Your letter will be a vote to keep this broadcast on your station during the coming year. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at the same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Are you-